All I want for my birthday is a deal with Milwaukee. Yeah, <laughs> boom. And I'd like to add, I'm a little offended that this issue was not raised, what it being my birthday. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no, I mean it, yeah. No, I mean, it, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, 8, 809 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Too soon? Come on, Coach Bud, we love you. We do love Coach Bud. No hard feelings at all. The next time he is on the court at Pfizer Forum, which will happen someday, he will get a standing up. Cheer for him, all yeah. that stuff, zero hard feelings, but Absolutely. maybe also time for the Bucks to try something else. Both things can be true. 810 on Wisconsin's Morning News Stack Show for you. My teenage daughter got in trouble with the police this week. Oh, that gets your attention? Is that a good start for a topic Yikes. today? Okay. So, this is one where the police called home. I didn't take the call. My wife took it. Oh, So, man. one of those. We were just okay. talking about this when the cops called the house. Right? And, well, it happened in my house. This is my 17-year-old, my senior in high school. And this is one where I would love to hear from people here this morning. We're going to talk about what we do about this and also part public service message for parents, moms, dads, caregivers, and for communities everywhere, this is happening. May not be in your neighborhood right now or at your kid's school, but it's going on in multiple communities. The game is paranoia. And we. what's funny is we talked about it last year. Because a lot of police departments were getting involved yes. last year. Not every school does this, uh, but I know the game is on. It's certainly on in Greendale, where I live. Uh, Franklin, I've heard, has paranoia currently active or... Most recently active. How do you hear about this? Well, you hear from your kid. They know. Okay. They all follow yep, each other. They have yep, friends yep. in other schools. And like everything that they do with this game is posted on social media. That's one of the components of it. It's how ah. the game is even managed. So now I've got a kid with police entanglements here. <laughs> no. And a lot of actually kind of important questions to raise about it. Because on the surface, I'll just tell you. And I'll explain what the game is. But I love it and I want to love it. I want to love the root of why it was generated, what they're doing. I love a little bit of mischief in teenagers. Sure, sure. Not illegal stuff, not bad stuff, but stuff that's a little like, hey. Some you know? silliness, yeah. Yes, yeah. I love that, and I love this for them, and I want to fully support it, but there are a number of these incidents that I got to report on that give me pause, and I'm curious where people come down, because I got two sophomores. They'll be seniors one day, and I wonder if in a couple of years I'll be there saying, yeah, great, this game is on. So what is the game Paranoia. Every school does it different. Most schools, from what I'm gathering, it's the senior class. They're the ones who get to play paranoia. And they actually, depending on your school, will have one person or a small committee of people, seniors, who get together and set the parameters for the game. Set the rules. And I should mention, this is fully extracurricular. This has nothing to do with the school. <laughs> In fact, schools take great pains to disavow themselves from this. Of course, this. of course. One of the reasons that it is, is it's strategic. Schools crack down on it, but if the kids do it on their own... The school can't shut it down. One of the rules of the game is that it cannot be played on school grounds. Okay. So now they've deliberately taken the school governance out of it. So the game is squirt gun fight, glorified squirt gun fight. And most schools, it seems, separate into teams. So me, Eric, and Pancake, we're Wisconsin's morning news team. Okay, And we take on Mercure and Matzik and them. They're their own team, Wisconsin's afternoon news team. And if we were involved in the game Paranoia, the goal is to get that team out by blasting them with a squirt gun. One shot and you're done. You get wet, you're out. Mm -hmm. 
And then whichever team ultimately rises to the top at the end is crowned the paranoia champion. It's called paranoia because the great lengths that these young people are going to win this game. They are showing up at people's houses. They are showing up. I mean, they're... I know someone, friend of our family, their kid was busted on a roof. Oh, oh no. Paranoia. No. Okay, and that, you can start to see the framework of where that freaks out police and it freaks out school but systems. But you can also, there are rules about when you are safe and when you're not, right? Like, there are ways to shield yourself. What's funny Correct. is they really seem to honor the rules. They take the rules and that which has been laid out for them very intricately. And every yeah. school, like I said, does it differently. Like, for example, in my kid's game, you're not allowed to blast somebody inside their workplace. You are not allowed to enter their home without being invited. You could get a sibling to invite you in. That's okay. Ah. But you can't, you can't break into someone's house. So they have all these rules and they're, they're supposed to follow the but rules. But there's one big rule. I think I think we're doing this. Yes, in fact, we are. I think in Greendale, and by we, I'm, I'm not involved. In this. I'm <laughs> say, wait a minute. Here's how we do it in my community. <laughs> but some schools will implement a rule where, if you're naked, you can't get out. Yeah. So that's like the safety. Remember when you used to play a game in the backyard and there was a safety, like you you touch this and you can't be tagged mm-hmm. or whatever. That's their safety. If you're if, naked. If you're naked, you can't now, get out. Can you fire your squirt gun while naked? That I don't know. Because wow. That, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. No. No, no, it just sounded really weird out of context. Okay. Oh, wow. So already you that. see one of the potential problems is there's <laughs> potential nudity. I do have a report that a, a number of kids showed up at somebody's work in the parking lot of a Duncan naked. You you guys, right? I've seen pictures. Now, what they post online, they are careful. These kids are smart enough, at least, to not post various parts. All right. But I've seen pictures of students, young people who are presumably fully undressed, posing with each other, like, yep, well, this is how we got out of it. So there's (sighs) that, right? So that obviously is concerning. Another thing that concerns me is the length that some are going to to get people out. And this is where police are needing to get involved? Even before police. Now, like I said, they laid out the rules. So my daughter's a theater kid, right? And her mistake was she and a bunch of other theater kids got together and made a team. They ran up against, like, the football team and a couple of girl athletes (laughs) that formed their team. I saw the draft of this. She's like, yeah, I don't know. We're not. I'm like, what hey, do you, Romeo, you don't know? You ain't winning this game. I'm like, you're already out. Are you guys nuts? She goes, yeah, well, maybe we shouldn't have put together an all-theater team, but these are my friends. So. Sure, yeah, I get it. So she and other people who happened to be on her team, they were in the spring musical, and they were invited with a number of area high schools to perform at Skylight Music Theater this week. And they got to perform a number from the musical, and she and a couple of other people who were on her team, because it's the theater kid team. That's pretty cool. Okay. Really so, neat event. So a lot of different schools involved in that? Yes, okay, a number neat. of different schools. Awesome. I know Whitefish Bay had students there and other schools, and they got to come down there. And folks from Skylight, a professional theater company, That's are there to awesome. watch them do their thing, but an opportunity for them to showcase their work in yeah. front of professionals. So really nice, special evening. A kid from the other team showed up at this <laughs> with the intention of taking out a couple kids. Were they naked? <laughs> Not naked, but showed up. I don't know if she was planning to do it before, Get them after, or God forbid, while they're on stage. Who knows? <laughs> but she showed up. Jeez. You want to? You want? You want something worse? Her mom drove her. 
You want worse? <laughs> so that, yeah. Parents. Your mom's a teacher. Oh, no. See, parents can't be involved. Like, hey, Mom, I need you to take me to the third ward in Milwaukee <laughs> yeah. so I can squirt gun blast some kids at a professional event. Right. right? Sure. What time do you need to leave? <laughs> Well, so, I'm sure mom thought it was better to drive her downtown than let her go that's by right. herself. That's right. Better, better if I'm kid, there. Right? Yeah. So certainly, obviously, you're dealing with teenagers. They have the potential themselves to take things too far. That's worrisome. Then you have the whole police involvement. And that's where I want to take the conversation next because it's one thing that the young people haven't considered. And if this were my daughter got all bent out of shape because I'll tell you the story next, but they go to ambush some other kids on the other team. And a bunch of those kids were there, and a bunch of her team's kids were there. Ooh, a battle. They're having a battle in the parking lot of this apartment complex in Little Greendale, and the cops showed up. And they got all bent out of shape over that. And, you know, I said, if this were the 1980s, yeah, I'd say, like, what do you guys think? This is Mayberry. Don't you have something better to do? You chase kids with squirt guns. Life is different now. Life is absolutely different now. We'll cover that angle of the paranoia game and get your thoughts on it next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up on 822 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Friday, the paranoia game. If it's not in your town, it may soon be a warning from Wisconsin's Morning News. Now I got a text from a dad in my neighborhood saying that they use Nerf guns, that they're, the, the seniors use Nerf guns. In and I, that's been discussed. I think that's a little bit harder to officiate because then you can, I got you, and you say, no, you didn't. I didn't feel it, yeah. With a squirt gun, yep, <laughs> you're, you're wet. wet or you're not. Yep, yep. So this is the game that uh, high school seniors are playing. Maybe it's happening in your community. It's happened all over places. Getting a lot of texts from folks who say, oh, we played this in college or other communities checking in saying, yep, that's happening among their high school seniors. I mentioned one thing that's concerning for me. And I want to I want to let you know, like I come down on the thing that I think this is really cool and really great. And I want to love it and I want to embrace it's it. It's just a fun. You like the idea of high school kids having some fun, having mischief. some mischief before going off and right. becoming Upstanding individuals and adults someday. And another thing that my daughter said about, you know, like I said, they formed the theater kids group and they're going up against the football kids and whatever. And she was talking about after they interacted when they had their big battle, which I'm about to describe for you. <laughs> she said it was really cool. We were all just standing there and she goes, these are people I, I, we know each other, right? She goes, we never hang out. We don't talk. We don't. We say, sure, hey, right, and yeah. she, there are clicks. She said it was so cool. These different groups of people that know of each other, but don't spend time. It brought us together. We hung out. It's good for school unity. It's good for blowing off steam. How often do we have that here? People sure. get these kids off their phone and do it. OK, OK. Yeah. This is what they came up with. But it becomes difficult because, OK, my daughter and her crew fighting it out with these other guys in an apartment complex in Greendale. They're out in the parking lot trying to ambush each other with giant squirt guns. It wasn't dark, but it was twilight, you know, so it's the evening. Mm -hmm. They're running around in the open space. They're blasting each other with squirt guns. There's probably yelling and screaming. It's somebody called the cops. And my daughter says, yeah, some Karen called the police on us. And I'm like, hang on, hang on. Like, I would love to go back to when we were kids, and that probably would be my lens on it. Boy, who didn't want these kids playing with squirt guns? Ella, I'm like... You live in a generation, and it's not your fault, where kids go to their school with a semi-automatic rifle and murder other students and teachers. That happens. It's real. It's not dad worrying about stuff. That happens, and you know that. So put yourself in someone who lives in this area. 
what they're seeing, what they're hearing. Kids running around. You can overhear them talking about shooting each other. What, are you going to walk outside and investigate? Or are you going to, if you see something, say something, call the police. So they did. Cops rolled up. And I want to say, I think by all accounts from what I've heard, that they handled this professionally and were with the appropriate level of urgency, but also caution with these kids. Well, imagine that being a cop there. You can't come in there just assuming it's a game. You have to... You have to have your radar up for sure. And that was exactly my point. My daughter said, you know, they were in a car at that point when the police rolled up. And boy, even if you get pulled over for speeding, your heart races a little bit, of right? Of course, yeah. Nobody wants to have that happen. So for these 16, 17, 18-year-olds, like, heart had to be see going a little bit. Cherry's flashing. Hmm. Yeah, a little bit. And she said, well, we could see, like, they had their hand by their gun. And I don't know if it was by a gun or by a taser or what the standard procedure is, but you know that no traffic stop is routine and officers are trained to not be far from their defensive weapons if that's maybe a situation. Guns weren't drawn or anything of that nature. Right, right. But that's just a standard thing and it made them uncomfortable. And yeah, it's a little bit weird. And I I said, you got to put yourself in the shoes of those cops. And what's so cool is she has, we have friends of our family who are in law enforcement. So I could name, I'm like, what about this friend that you know? That's her dad. What about this friend? That's her mom. Like, Imagine if you're them. You know who else was probably a little scared? Maybe them. On their way to a call who probably thought maybe this is no big deal, but have to think in the back mm-hmm. of their minds, yep, yep. what if? What if I get out of the car and I get shot at today? What if my partner gets shot? Or what if I have to shoot a kid today? Because it's a kid actually armed with a gun. And they have to at least have that in their mind. So I said, you know what? You know who else was probably a little scared? Those police officers who live right here in our community, and you, I'm sorry we have to put the lens on that that it is, but this is where we live right now. So ultimately, all's well that ends well. They engaged. <laughs> they were Things were asked. Parents were called. Okay, just know we had this police contact. It's all good. No citations issued, which I think is appropriate. So I have yet to see because it happens every year. Like if you even just Google paranoia, like here's one from Bert. a couple days ago. Police in Lake Forest. Lake Forest police say they discourage students from playing paranoia game involving Nerf guns. Like so it happens every year where either a school or a yeah. police department's saying, like, hey, guys, ladies, please don't climb on roofs. Yeah, was it Germantown last year? The, the school right. and I think the chief there put out a thing like we're not look, we're not trying to be Debbie Downers here. We love that you guys are doing this, but we're not on board. Tell your kids not to do this because they were getting reports of people prowling around backyards and, you know, if you're wearing camouflage, or something. right, which is hilarious, but also not yeah, because yeah. if you're a neighbor who lives in that neighborhood, and you don't know what's going on. You call the police, the police show up and yeah, they're squirt guns, but maybe it's dark. Maybe they don't know all of those things. And you create this possibility for a really bad interaction. Is there a better game that could be played? Is there Let's all get together and play tag. I don't well, know, right? I, I, I don't know. I know I what you're guess saying. I'm trying right. to think, is there a similar way to do this without it having these concerns that can be very real if the circumstances lead to it? I'll tell you this other thing, just through the lens of any any basic taxpayer, my kid said there were four law enforcement entanglements in a single night <laughs> with kids playing paranoia game. And that's oh, not boy. the cops being Mayberry. They answer the calls yes, that right. they got. They got the call. Like yep. So I don't need that either. I want my police officers available for, you know, actual calls. 
So I just, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, though. And like I said, I've got two sophomores, and they'll one day be seniors, and they're already talking about, well, this is going to be my team, and this is what we're going to do, wow. and all that stuff. And I want to support it because I love where it comes from, and I love the game. I'm surprised at how many people are texting in saying that it's happening in their, their kids' district also right now, but they're using Nerf guns instead of squirt guns. This one, Arrowhead using Nerf guns. Is Sussex using Nerf guns? Franklin's not Nerf guns. I think they're... Uh, based on the reports that I've heard from my kids because they get a robust social media following there as well. <laughs> so the social media aspect, is that for anyone to follow or do you have you to can. be a member? It's wide open. Go ahead and follow it. <laughs> do you it's follow like, it? Yes. And it's hilarious. You have money on it? The, <laughs> no, but it's hilarious. Like if you're out, you're required to take a picture of you being out with the person who got you out. So if like if we were against each other, if I got you out, there you are with your sad face and me with my super soaker. And then it will it'll issue the score like Vitrano plus Eric out, you know, yeah. team score. Interesting. This thing is highly intricate. <laughs> I give them a lot of credit for that. I wonder if they spend as much time as their, on their homework. <laughs> Absolutely not. Are they seniors? Absolutely not. 829 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Just showing Eric some of the pictures from the Instagram page. <laughs> There's an Instagram page. How many pictures? Like dozens. Lots. This kid's out. That kid's out. Nice kill by this one. <laughs> pictures with them holding their, their squirt guns and the other kid with the water on their shirt. <laughs> I want to love it, man. So I'm still there. I guess maybe, I know this, maybe it kills the fun, but like, can we have a talk in your community before this starts, some sort of understanding between the student leaders and the local police department. Well, I have to admit, like I, the the number of rules and regulations that this group you were talking about has is impressive. You can't do it at, when the kid's working, can't do it in their house if you're not invited in, can't do it at school. Where's that text that you got? Uh, which one? Here's one. <laughs> uh, my sister-in-law found two young girls in her house looking for her son. Her son was sleeping naked. <laughs> Maybe something else is going on there. Who you knows? know what I mean? And there was also the paranoia game. Here's hey, what one. I tell you. This is currently happening at Arrowhead right now with Nerf guns instead of squirt guns. My daughter hid in the trunk of a car. Gave our neighbors a heads up that this was happening in case they saw any naked kids running around our backyard. Yep. <laughs> All right. I, I support that. Let the neighbors know. Hey, this is going on. There are three rules about this game. One, you don't talk about paranoia. But Two, you don't talk about paranoia. And three, Oops. you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, too bad I talked about it. It was on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm coming down on I would support some more community interaction. So if this is happening with my kids in a couple of years and maybe in your community as well, I would love to see some of these student leaders get with their local police departments and have a conversation. Got a text basically to that effect as well. I think the cops should make some suggestions, not discourage it. Let's set out some more guidelines and make everybody aware that it's happening so people know. It's not foolproof, but it's better. Everybody's on the same page. And then, you know, we want kids yeah. to be kids. And this is a really cool, fun, creative way for them to do it, to have, have a little bit of mischief and fun. And hopefully nobody gets hurt. on Wisconsin's morning news. Do you want to talk a little bit about state shared revenue? Don't hang up. Don't hang up. No. 
It's fun, I promise. And interesting, because it's a, a deal of the decade that's been floated out there, maybe of the decades. We've been talking about this for a long time. It is in limbo this morning after an awful lot of work. Long sought after increase in state shared revenue for counties and for municipalities. It's on the table, but already getting pushback from local leaders and a promise of a veto from Governor Tony Evers. Starting there. I can't support the Republican plan as is, and frankly, I'll veto it in, in, in its entirety. So I am not in favor of negotiation via news release or prepared statement. And sometimes it feels like that's where we're at between the legislature and the governor. Both sides to some degree guilty of it. It's just, I always see the governor saying, well, I'm going to veto this, I'm going to veto that. They're not the same room. They're not talking about it. Like, okay. Well, and that, that announcement, that video that he released of the veto happened during a hearing on the exact matter. Right? Why don't you go on over there? <laughs> Testify. Head on down. Well, if that's what it takes, go on down there. They're there. You're there. Let's go. And I mentioned this earlier. I come back to an interview that uh, Mercure did. I think it was during COVID. And we were talking about some wrangling with the legislature and the governor. And he was talking to former Governor Tommy Thompson, who, regardless of you know your politics, Tommy was super popular. And he got a lot of stuff done. Different era, too, though. For sure. But he said, yep. I remember Mercure asking him, what, if you're governor right now, what would you do? He said, I call all these guys here. I bring them to the residence, to the, to the governor's mansion after hours. We have dinner. We have some beers, we hang out, we, we look at each other like people, and then after that we get down to work and we say, okay, where's the movement? And nobody goes home until we got some agreement here. And there'd probably be some pressure put on people. Yes. Hey, what are you going to do for me here? Come on, Greg. And you, you just do not see that leadership, and I think it's problematic. One of the things that's a sticking point is this. So what's about to happen here is the deal that they've come up with is about an additional quarter billion dollars that will go to cities, towns, villages, counties across the state. Governor says that's not enough. And he's not alone on that, no doubt. Would also allow for Milwaukee County to increase its sales tax and for the city of Milwaukee to levy for the first time a sales tax. A whole bunch of strings are attached to those provisions and the governor doesn't like that either. You know, here we, in one way, we want to bring them more money, and in another way, we want to take more control away from them. It doesn't make sense. Send me a clean bill that talks about the money that we're going to, we're going to give to the municipalities. Let's work together to make it happen, and I know we can get it done. All right, so fair enough. Reasonable points raised there. Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson, he actually has been in the room. He and uh, County Executive David Crawley have made a lot of trips. They blazed the trail back and forth between Madison and Milwaukee. How many meetings? When did you quit counting? 50, 100? You know, uh, I used to take pictures outside the Capitol. Yeah. Stop doing that. I, I, yeah, I know you've been <laughs> He <alone>. did. <laughs> Remember that in his social media feed. At the Capitol today, there's the mayor. It's like, well, yeah. That's good news. It is good right? that they've had it. I think you raised the question, though, that's interesting is if you guys have had all these meetings and there's been all this back and forth. How Why is don't you like the package? <laughs> how is this what's been floated out? If this is out there, which in, in by a lot of accounts doesn't actually help Milwaukee that much. Why in the world is this what this was the result of all that work? You and Crawley driving out there. This was the result. One of the sticking points that uh, Crawley and Cavalier Johnson have is on this issue of the sales tax. One of the provisions is, okay, you can do this. However, in order to get it done, you have to put it to a vote. It would have to go before a binding referendum. So if city of Milwaukee wants to levy for the first time ever a 2% sales tax, they would have to have that on a ballot during an election cycle and have the voters approve it. 
and they're worried that ain't going to happen. Here's TMJ4's Ben Jordan putting the question right to the mayor. Mayor, what would you say to Milwaukee voters who may be frustrated that you would like this decision to be taken out of their hands? Uh, I, I think that this is a decision that is very, very complex. So I don't want to put it to the voters because they might say no. Well, but you can't put it to chance, right? You, you can control it if city leaders, because you can work with them, negotiate with them. And I, I, I understand why you can't rely on that. What if it's a rainy day and people don't vote that day? I mean, there's a million different reasons. What if they don't want to be taxed? <laughs> Which I can't imagine why someone <laughs> wouldn't want to be taxed. Well, that's an old saying that I have, but it's I start every conversation about whether or not this is a worthwhile tax levy by asking the question, am I currently undertaxed? And in Wisconsin, that answer is no Absolutely every time, not. right? So right. it is a tough sell. I understand what he's saying. It's a really complex issue. Are we going to be able to make that type of case to the voters and get the result that we need? And the alternative isn't great. If we spend all this time and put it to referendum and then the money's not there and it doesn't start coming in, they're saying we're going to have to start making some draconian cuts right now. I appreciate that it's a challenging position, but again, it's a tough spot to defend of like, uh, please don't make us ask the voters because they're going to say no. I, like he said, though, it's more complex than just because they don't want the voters to have that decision. I just there's more to it, and you can't. Re- what if they say no? And then you're then you're right. really up SOL. And with, in their defense, then we've done all this work. We've gotten some bipartisanship here. We've come to close to an agreement, and now it's all undone. So that's where that argument stands right now. I think it's fascinating. So during the hearing, this happened on Thursday, which apparently was a big day for many different reasons. Next up is the right honorable county executive, David Crowley, who is celebrating his third anniversary today of being sworn into office. All right. So we got that, right? So Crowley was for a third anniversary. Happy anniversary. It was also, as everyone knows, if you listened to our show yesterday, it was also May the 4th that was brought up. Any other questions? It was. Thank you. It's always good to see you, sir. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> is that Crowley? Yeah, is that Crowley. Yes. Crowley dropping to May the 4th. And All right, next time he's May in the here. May the 4th. He has some association with Star Wars, but I'd also like to point out that today is International Firefighters Day. And I got that, okay, too. Get a round of applause for the fight. All right. Now, I did listen to the whole hearing. So I don't know if they brought up International Password Day that the cyber also just wanted to acknowledge that was yesterday right. also. So one two three four five six everybody very collegial in there though. Yeah, everyone seemed to be getting along. State Representative Bob Donovan said, "Wait, hold the phone, hold the phone." There's also something else happening on. This as long as day. we're announcing anniversaries <laughs> and important dates and such, it's not only uh, County Executive Crowley's anniversary, but it's my birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Bob! Uh, <laughs> He's getting the applause. I would like to say publicly to the mayor, all I want for my birthday is a deal with Milwaukee. Yeah, boom. (laughs) And I'd like to add, I'm a little offended that this issue was not raised, what it being my birthday, at the beginning of session today. I know I'm new to this body, but I need a little respect in here. How old are you, state representative? (laughs) That's nobody's business (laughs) in here. But I tell you what, I've been around for a little bit, Eric. You asked me that question last year, Eric. <laughs> oh, very good. That's your Yanni. Yes. That's very good. So what what do you think happens here now? Is there movement? I mean, it's not a done uh, deal. It hasn't be. even gone over to the uh, to the Senate. It's got to be. Well, it won't get signed. Right. If you already gov. know it faces certain death in terms of a veto, the governor's office, I suppose 
because there is some bipartisan support for this. I yeah. suppose it could put uh, the governor's ability to veto this or to not sign it um, to the test in terms of an override. Well, if you have some Democrats in in the assembly saying like, "Well, it's this or nothing," they they could maybe pick off a few votes and get a veto. So, override. what's your plan? What's I, your plan? I mean. It, you would like to think that if the mayor and the county executive are asking for a couple of changes, that some of that, I mean, they, there was a very mutual respect in that hearing yesterday, which was appreciated when you hear the both sides working together, or at least attempting to work together. Regardless of how it turns out, that much is a win. 848 on Wisconsin. You asked morning. me the same question last year, Eric. And now, another inside look at the planning committee for the King's coronation. Your Majesty, if I may be so bold as to suggest that perhaps there could be dancing. And would your Royal Highness be inclined to also dance? This has been another look inside the planning committee of the King's Coronation. Fifty-three on Wisconsin's Morning News. Indeed, we only got a couple more days of this because we can do this today and then we can do it on Monday to wrap up the coronation and then we still have to find something else to make fun of. Yeah, the king being cheered as the royal family stopped to greet some of their supporters at St. James Park near Buckingham. God save the king! Hold on, now listen to this for one more time. Is this an American saying this? Listen. Is that, does it sound like a, was that British to you? I can't tell. Three cheers for the king! What's he even saying? Three cheers for the Three king. Che- hip hip hooray. Okay, then yeah. That did. Three it, it, cheers it, for the king! <laughs> I wasn't sure if they had the accent or not. The reason I ask is because I know there are a lot of Americans there. This is what he was born to do, and I really do believe he and Camilla are soulmates, and I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them together. <laughs> That's what he was bred for. Uh, that's Miranda Miller. Debbie couldn't go. She has to expense her trip for the station. We said sorry. And everyone, oh, yeah, no, that's not what you said. Y'all laughed in my face. <laughs> Did you ask them? No. Oh. <laughs> Bold. Um, other, but there are a lot of Americans there. I felt like this could be the only one in my lifetime I could make it to. Mm-hmm, and just can't miss it. I wouldn't have missed this for the world. I just would not have missed it. That's Tony Chen, who lives in the States, but is overseas for this. Oh, right. I'll be headed back then. So yeah, so I've missed it. It's pared down a little bit. You want to guess how many people attended the Queen's coronation? Yeah, this is hilarious. People are bent out of shape over the extravagance of this. Yeah. 70 years ago, it was like a billion. <laughs> 8,000 guests. 8,000 guests. So they've pared it down. It's only about 2,500 guests. Now, the procession when they leave will have 6,000 military personnel as they march their way back to Buckingham Palace for their... Their party and whatnot. That's where they'll do the garter, garter toss. The garter toss. The That's... chicken dance and what other dances they do after a celebration. We like did. This. Those little vignettes came of just us being goofy and sitting there thinking, like, was there a planning committee? Were there people in there? And then they finally bring the king in to reveal all the things that have been planned. And some bootlicker in there keeps <laughs> piping in. Oh, what if, we, what if we did this? 
See, shut I, up. Do shut up. I think that's what will happen the next time for William. This one is a little bit shorter than Queen's. Uh, hers was three hours long. This one's two hours long. But I, Who's they, is going to be 15 minutes? Yeah, Yay! Yeah, and Debbie, I think the observers seem to think that, hey, moving forward, they're probably not going to do it like they used to ever again. Not surprised. Yeah. Which well, makes this one going to be a lot more historic, so that's why I want to uh-huh. watch. Yeah, you're getting up early for it. Mm-hmm. Will's is going to be the equivalent to that wedding you get invited to on the beach. <laughs> 15 minutes, let's go drink. Do yeah. you? Yeah. Do you? Do you? Yeah. yeah. All We're right. gone. Nice linen shirts on. You no Thanks, everybody, for being here. Let's go drink. <laughs> on Wisconsin's Morning News. And now, another inside look at the planning committee for the King's coronation. Follow me on this. Would it be entirely out of order for me to suggest that perhaps the theme could be Broadway? Like, Like in New York City, right? And then we have Broadway shows. And then what are some of the shows that we could have? We could have a, a Hamilton theme, perhaps? Well, probably not very appropriate for this year. <laughs> this has been another look inside the planning committee of the King's Coronation. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. And now, another inside look at the planning committee for the King's coronation. Your Majesty, would it be entirely inappropriate for me to suggest not only a coronation, but a, a bit of a, a consummation? Right, right, no, 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 just give, give me a moment. Wait, wait, no, give me a moment to help the people warm to the queen, to feel her embrace, might she also feel your embrace? This has been another look inside the planning committee of the king's coronation. Hey guys, it's me, important life update today. I've been fired. And there's your week on Wisconsin's Morning News. How do you like them apples? All Strong kinds finish. of coverage tomorrow. Strong finish. On WTMJ. Kind of sad to see that go. We won't have any of those updates after Saturday, right? Yeah. We'll one more on gonna, Monday. You're going to revisit them on Monday? Yeah, there'll be a little, little bit of a recap. Uh, why not? Put Eric in charge of that. Hey, real quick text. Eric and Vinny, my nephew is a senior at Nathan Hale. He says that they are safe playing Paranoia, the Paranoia game that senior seniors in high school play. They are safe if they are wearing oven mitts. Okay, that avoids the kids from having to be naked <laughs> so they yeah. can wear the oven mitts and they're safe. That's one rule I don't support. The naked rule? Yes, does, in largely still supporting it. does help the uh, oven mitt industry, though. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. What's your problem with it? It just What's seems moronic. I don't like moronic things. It seems moronic. moronic to me. Okay, yeah, especially boomer. When it, it's, it's, all, it's all cool. Would you, you call me a moron? I called no, you a called boomer, you boomer, man. That's worse. The Stever would That's like ne- the dumbest thing ever. The so, Stever. The Stever, yeah, the Stever would, would never. Played. This is a very hypocritical comment. It's all you. fun and games until police are involved. Once, And I thought Vinny made a great point. Then it becomes a, a whole different thing. Wasting their time on calls to, at some point... Something's going to happen. Then you won't hear about paranoia anymore because something really bad happened. That's so you, all I'm saying. You were never 17 when your parents. I were made a lot of stupid thing. decisions, but I've learned from them. I'm using that expertise and experience to guide young people. That's what I do. I'm a giver, Eric. You know and, this. And this is where they come for that guidance and expertise. The young <laughs> people, right. the yeah. youth. Right at nine o'clock, they're all tuning in right now. Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ. Coach Bud, what was the experience like coaching these specific group of men? 
Oh, it's incredible to coach these guys. Coming in every day, coming into the building with a group that works like they do, the group that embraces some of our mantras. We talk about getting better every day. We talk about playing together. When you do those things, you end up on a stage like this. They compete. They're NBA champions. I couldn't be more happy for our players, for our team, for our organization, for our city of Milwaukee, NBA champions. Yeah. It's big time.